Welcome to Recovered1440.com Cabin Fever episode 11. My name's Bobby and I'm an addict. This is a podcast for people who might be struggling with addiction, who might have stay, started taking drugs recreationally and realise that they can't stop or when they do stop, they can't stay stopped. Me and my friends are really lucky we've found a fellowship um, that's changed our lives. That fellowship wishes to remain anonymous at the level of press. They're not allied with any sect, denomination, politics or any of that nonsense. But if you listen to the drug of choice and type into Google 12 step meetings near me, I'm sure you'll find meetings near you that are full of people that love you, love you back to health, love you back to being you. Joined by a good friend of mine today, his name's Paul, welcome Paul. Thank you Bobby, my name's Paul, I'm an addict. And uh, yeah mate, I'll hand the podcast over to you, do your thing. Thank you Bob. Yeah, so this is quite new for me, I yeah. must admit. Um, but you know what? All I, all I can do is share my experience, strength, and hope that was uh, given to me at a point in my life when I was hopeless. Do you know what I mean? And I didn't see a way out of where I was at. And uh, and I'll touch on that stuff. And um, you know, I'm uh, I'm very blessed to be sitting here today. You know, I'm 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 just two and a half months off of being six years clean and sober through the power of the fellowship and and you know and the program that I work through. Uh, for a sponsor and a god of my understanding you know and it's important i share that stuff because when i walked into these rooms and i looked at these um these 12 simple steps that i i could not um see a way out because i wanted to do that how i wanted to do that do you know what i mean and 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 when i say that there's certain steps on there well i go to people and making amends and you know, I had to write stuff out about me and, and you know, and I had to make a decision to turn my will and my life over to a God of my understanding. And um, I didn't believe in none of that stuff, you know. I was just there because, you know, basically my consequences got that severe, got that painful that I couldn't stop. And everything else that I tried up until this point, nothing had worked, you know. And when I talk about this, you know, my last, my last, year of addiction you know I, I i had three um suicide attempts i ended up in a mental institute and uh that that didn't stop me you know i came out of there you know as a part in a book that i work from it talks about how fear will sober you for a bit yeah. but it, it did you know and it sobered me for 12 days and then you know i got that um lurking notion that i was going to be all right that you know Perhaps I could have a night go, go listen, it'll be different. And and the reason I share that is because it's it's the illusion, yeah? And the illusion is, in my head, if I'm just going to believe that lie that I can have one, it'll be different, after a thousand other times that it's never been like that, yeah, I, I can dress it up and I'm going to believe that. But the reality is, I know what's coming, but I'm powerless to do anything over it, you know? And... Um, and I'll start from the beginning, you know. I I, I ended up in these rooms in um, 2011. And I came in for my wife. And I came in for my children. I came in for my parents. Came in for everything else that you could think of but myself. Yeah. And, um, and, 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 and all I wanted to do was control my drinking use. I still wanted to drink and use. But not to the level... That I was doing it I wanted to control that and uh, and that's just pure insanity because I know today that 
once I start, I don't stop. Um, and once, once I put the a substance or beverage of any form inside my body, I, I suffer from an allergic reaction. You know, and um, I didn't know none of this until I sat down with a man armed with the facts. You know, who took me through that book that I went through. And um, at this point, when I came in, you know, I, I still had, I, st I was still married. I had a family home. I had a job. You know, all that stuff was still prominent in my life. You know, all that external gear, and um, I couldn't, I couldn't stop for for anything. You know, and I've got f at, at that point, I had three beautiful children, and I couldn't stop for my children. You know, I used to step over my children on the door, with my wife begging me not to go out, not to do it again. You know, and I would go and do it. You know, and I, and I had no idea why. You know, I just thought I was all right and I liked to like to like to fucking good time. But um, the truth of the matter is, the good times went long before this. Do you know what I mean? And um, hence why I was sort of pushed into these rooms. And I came in via a, a drug and alcohol centre uh, that was local to me. And I sat down in there with a lady. And uh, I remember sitting in there, and the lady said to me, she said. Um, uh, do you have a problem with drink and drugs? And I was like, no, I don't, but they think I do. Pointing <laughs> to my mum and my wife at the time that was sat in the room. And, um, you know, and I'm in denial. Yeah. Massively in denial, that thing. And, and the truth of the matter is, when I look back on that, I knew I had a fucking problem. Um, but I, I just weren't willing to admit it. I, weren't, I didn't have the capacity to be honest. And... Uh, anyway, I, I, I went to this drug and alcohol rehabilitation like. It was like a day centre type of thing. And I'd pop in there a couple of times a week. And I'd pop in and I, got, I went for the um, acupuncture because that was quite relaxing. And I, and I went in there because there, nice, there was a nice looking girl that worked in there. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And, and, I, and the illusion was that maybe she could sort me out, you know. And, um, and what happened was I went in there and there was a lady in there. And I won't mention her name, but she 12-stepped she, she me. And... Uh, and she was the one that said to me, you know, when I kept going back, because they give me a diary to record, <laughs> they give me a diary to record me drinking and using, which when I think back to it was, uh, you know, was was a quite a good idea, but it weren't because I weren't being honest. You know, I'd put on the diary, yeah, I've had four cans of beer, half a ticket. Um, and, and, and it was the furthest thing from the truth. You know, I was coming out there, I was scoring off my dealer. You know, cocaine, cocaine was my drug of no choice, if you like, but once I've I've started, I I would take it take anything if it was in front of me, yeah. you know. Um, but I didn't get to them, put myself in them positions to be where I, I would. But you know, uh, listen, this is this is the insanity of this illness. At one point, I started taking Mandy, um, which is MDNA, because I thought well it's cheaper, and the buzz is a bit better, and I can just crack on with that rather than the coke, you know. And that's just a substitution, one from another, you know, and the insanity of my illness. Anyhow, I was in these, I was in this place, and this lady said to me, "Have you ever been to the rooms?" And um, and I'm thinking back, and I, and I was like, "No, what is that? Is that a pub or a club? You know, <laughs> something, something that I'm missing out on, you know? Because it was always that FOMO, that fear of missing out." And um, and she just simply said to me, she said like, "The rooms of uh, of this fellowship and 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 this other fellowship," and um. And I said, no, I've never been there, you know. And uh, so she directed me to one of these meetings. And uh, and I turned up on a Wednesday night, 1st of March, 2011. 
And I was greeted at this meeting by people hugging me. So straight away, my mind told me it was a cult. Um, you know, I don't want to be here. And uh, in fact, you know, I can remember, I don't remember nothing about the, the share at the meeting, but I remember this bloke saying to me, you suffer with a progressive illness. And um, I couldn't think what he, I, 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 I couldn't contemplate what he was telling me. I did, didn't have a clue, but I didn't ask either. You know, and that's 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 very key here because at this point I didn't ask, but he told me it'll get worse. It never gets better, and uh, you know he said to me it's a program of abstinence, and again in my in in, in my delusional state I turned around and said I don't drink absinthe. I'm, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I, I stay away from that stuff. Do you know what I mean? I said I'm not really a heavy drink. He said we won't mind not having a drink then, will ya? Do you know what I mean? And uh. And, and I soon found out that I am alcoholic, do you know what I mean? <laughs> as well as an addict, you know, it comes hand in hand. And, and, and one thing you shared with me there and then was, uh, you know, what's the first thing you have on your plate when you go to the cafe in the morning? And, uh, and, and I went eggs and bacon, it's, it's, like, it's like beer and gear, it goes hand in hand. And, 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 I, and I totally, that, that stuck with me, do you know what I mean? Mm. Weren't enough to stop me, but it stuck with me. And, and again, like I said, this man was just, just trying to offer some help. And um, so what happened was I start going to these meetings and uh, I go there because it keeps my wife happy. I go there because it keeps my mum happy. And, and the truth of the matter is I was going there, I was scoring off my dealer, I was using in the toilets at meetings, I was getting home and using because I thought it was plausible for me to do that, you know. But I weren't going for myself and that is the, the crux of it. And... Uh, and I always believed that I could stop for, for my wife mm. and stop for my kids, you know, and stop for my parents yeah. and stop for anything. And um, the thing is, all my experiences prior to this, you know, show me that I can't. Yeah. And um, anyway, hence from that first meeting to when I walked back in um, on the 4th of March 2018, you know, it was just, it was like a seven year gap there. And... Um, and it doesn't have to be this way. This is just my experience, you know. In in that time, my, my drinking and using got me to a place where I lost my job. Yeah. I lost my family home. Yeah. I lost any sense of pride, dignity, self-respect that I thought I had for myself. I lost everything. And I was stripped. I was stripped of everything that I had. And, and it's not poor me. It's not self-pity. And... Um, when I got to that place, that's when this illness really fucking went to work on me because that's when it took me to a place of I don't want to live. Yeah. What's the way out? You know, and hence, like I shared right at the beginning, you know, I had three suicide attempts in a quick succession and ended up in a mental institute. And um, and all through that, whenever I put a drink or a drug down, my trouble is I could stop, but I can't stay stopped. You know, and when I can't stay stopped, that's what I need to look at why I can't stay stopped, you know. And um, I, 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 um, I quickly found that um, everything that I tried just weren't working, you know. Like, I isolated very quickly in the end. Yeah, yeah I changed my dealers because I didn't, want, I didn't want it to look too bad. Like, I was getting too much gear off of someone and not the other. So I, I had about two or three dealers yeah. and, you know, I'd mix it up. I'd go to the pub. I'd have a couple of pints, look like I'm good, and then I'd just wander off down bookies and, yeah. and fucking go missing, do you know what I mean, for hours on end. 
and um and I was I was isolating on my own at the end and my my using and it weren't fun. You know, all the fun had stopped and uh and I got to that place where the missus turned around and said she's like, I don't want you here no more and um and I and I left, you know, and thankfully I got I got two loving parents that yeah. no matter what always took me in, but um not without their own trials and tribulations if you like, that uh you know, they they would constantly tell me this is the last time, this is the last time. And I, and the thing is, it got to such a point with my using that my mum would sit and go to me, why'd you do it? And, and I honestly answered her, I don't know. Yeah. Because I didn't. I didn't know why. Um, and, and sort of fast forward, so I come out of this mental institute and um, it was in the August of 2017 and... Um, you know, I was at my mum's and I was like, I'm going to be all right. You know, I start to believe that I'm going to be all right. And I don't need anything else, you know. Um, so the thing is, like I say, when, I, when I'm stopped, I can't stay stopped. But what happens is with my illness is it just, it just picks up exactly where I left off and it, and it exceeds and it gets worse. And when I say it exceeds and gets worse, it's not even the amount. It's just the, the horrors of the using, the stuff that I go through to do it. You know the things that I I create in in my madness to get it, yeah. and um, and I end up uh, I end up picking up after about twelve days, and um, and I picked up like I went uh, and this is this is from someone who weren't an alcoholic at uh, you know a few moments ago in this year. My first my first drug of choice I went it was a bottle you know and I picked up a drink, and um, and then I pick up I pick up my cocaine like I normally do and um, and I'm sitting at my mum's place. And I'm sitting there drinking and using again, and I'm back in that fucking place, you know. And and I've been here countless times before. And then something just dawned on me that I can't do it, you know. And um, it was uh, I remember the rooms, you know. And I remember this. There was plenty of people that I met in the rooms, you know. And the funny thing is, in that seven years when I went back, there was still people there that were there seven years prior, but hadn't drunk and used. And, and and I was like baffled how they done it. Bastard. Yeah, how the <laughs> fuck do you do it? Do you know what I mean? And um, and 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 I, I simply asked the man for a bit of help, and and he started to help me. And um, what happened was I uh, start uh, I start on the steps, and I weren't honest, yeah. I weren't open, yeah. and I weren't willing enough. But I was desperate. Yeah. I was desperate, and I wanted to do this, and. Uh, I started to do it, and I had a little, I had a little drink and a use up, in and around a certain step four, and and I held on to that, and I never shared it with anyone, and, and I got five months sobriety off the back of this, right, and um and I done everything that I weren't supposed to do. I wouldn't help others, yeah. yeah. Um, I would, I would simply just massage my ego yeah. and my pride, which in, in in each and every time that I'd pick up and drink and use, that just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Because I don't want to be honest with other people, and the inevitable happened, you know. And um, six of six of January it was two thousand eighteen, and I was I was doing a bit of work locally, and I was up on a scaffold, and, uh, and it was a like clear clear day, and there's a part in the book, not not a cloud in the horizon, and uh, and I remember um, I remember climbing down off of this scaffold. Excuse me, a minute, take a cup of tea. And this fog came in. And his fault was like, you feel white. You haven't had nothing for five months. Yeah. You can have one, you know. And uh, and I believed that lie again, 
you know. So that lurking notion caught up with me very quickly. You know, my mind twists, and 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 now looking for a way to 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 start off my drinking and using, and and being the addict that I am and the alcoholic that I am, it weren't too it weren't too hard for me to do because I simply manipulate situations like I've manipulated a thousand times before. And then I find myself that evening drinking and using again, you know. And the thing is, when I picked up that drink and that bit of gear, I was further in than what I was when I put it down. Because what I've come to understand and what I come to, to, to believe is, uh, you know, I even though I sit where I am today in my sobriety, my illness is fucking caught up with me. Yeah. It sits there side by side, you know what I mean? And that's why I have to do what I do, which I'll touch on in a minute. And um, and I was off and running, and uh, you know, the third of March, that that year, two thousand and eighteen, I I I exhausted all avenues again, you know, because I've worked myself back home, worked my way back into the big bed, you know, Dad's doing all right, and I weren't, and I was I was I was walking round without a drink and a drug in me for that five months, probably fucking worse off than what I was when I was drinking and using, because at least people knew who they were dealing with, you know, and I didn't even know who I was dealing with. And um, and it soon came apparent that you know I need to I need to do something about it. And um, and I got honest. And this this man reached out to me, and it was it was. They talk about spiritual experiences yeah. and and divine interventions in 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 in, in, in the book. And uh, and I was driving back to my mum's, and I was in the back of the car. And my head's going. Throw yourself out the car. She's doing sixty. Just throw yourself out the back of the car. You know, and this this all this took me, and then then it's going to me. No, you've still got some fucking gear to finish. All right, wait till you get home, <laughs> and then do oh, this. Yeah. And my phone went off, and this man asked me how I was, and I got in that in that fucking moment, I got honest. You know, and and I was honest, and I just said to him, I said I'm in a place where I want to die, but I don't, I, I haven't got the bollocks to do it, yeah. but I want to live, and I don't know how to. And 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 I said like, and I don't know what to do. And he kept me on the phone, this man, and um, and he said I'll be around the next morning. So me in my, you know, denial state, I wake up, you know, hungover, looking for that fucking next thing, and I'm like, I've just got to get to the kitchen, you know, because I have to walk through the front room, get to the kitchen, get out for a fag, mm. and, and on the way out, the drinks cabinet's down there, I, I can take a bottle with me, and, and I'll be all right. Just just to fucking, you know, comfort my nerves, and, 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 and just give me that little bit of a, the ease and comfort that it talks about. My phone went off and it was this man again. I was like, he don't fucking leave me alone. <laughs> and uh, and, he, and he went to me, he said, have I got the right address? And in, in that state of what I was doing the night before, I'd give him my, my address. Mm. And thank God I did. And, you know, and, 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 and that man, you know, he came all the way from East London and he turned up at my parents' house out in Essex where I was staying. And uh, like a little village. I wouldn't say the village of the dam, but it was... <laughs> <laughs> It was definitely a quirky place, and uh, and that man turned up outside my house at half past nine that next morning. And um, prior to that, I had this this, which I can only describe for me was a, as a, as a snap. Like I'd, I'd literally got up and gone to the toilet, and on the way back, I looked at the mirror, and and there was something inside of me that just 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 said like you're done, yeah. you know. And, and and for the first time, I could actually see that I could see myself looking back. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And um. And this man picked me up and I got in the car and all I've done was cried my eyes out for an hour and a half. You know, poor me, I've done this, I've done that. 
And he all he simply said to me is, I know. I know what it's like, you know. And he started to share some of his experiences with me. And, and what happened in this point is, you know, the drink and the drug that I was craving, you know, an hour or so prior to this disappears. Yeah. And I start to listen to what this man's got to say because I start to identify and I start to see the similarities in what was going on. And, um, and I very quickly was like, you know, back in a place where I felt reassured, yeah. like it was going to be all right. But then at the back of my mind, that lurking notion was, once this is over and done with, I'm going to go and fucking score. Yeah. You know? And, and it didn't leave me there and then, you know? And um, so there's me in all my wisdom thinking I'm getting rid of this man. And he went, he said, um, I've spoke to your mum and dad, I'm going to have a cup of tea, so then I'm taking you to a meeting. And um, <laughs> and I thought, well, that's fucked that one up then, isn't it? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And, um, and thank God he did. And he took me to this meeting in Essex on, the, on, on that day. And... Um, you know, and I got in that meeting, I just shared my honest, my honest truth, and, um, you know, and something happened in that room that night, and uh, I came out of there, and I asked this man if he'd sponsor me, and, um, you know, I wouldn't say that, 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 that drinking, in, that obsession left me at that moment, but um, what happened was, I felt a sense of reassurance that, you know, things might be all right. And um and this and 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 uh, I embark on doing this this beautiful journey and I wish I could say that's it you know and um it's over but you know the trouble that I had was you know my solution to any problem that I had that was going on you know if my emotions you know like I lost people I couldn't get emotional I made it all about me if something happened to someone else it was always about me you know and I didn't know how to just deal with that stuff. You know, and I, that wasn't the reason I drank and used, but it played a big part in my drinking and using because it, it just gave me that, that that solution to go to. So when that goes, I've then got to look at how I live my life without drinking a drug. You know, and, and for someone that's drunk and used for, at, at this point, I think it was about 23, 24 years, you know, that's a big fucking thing. You know, all of a sudden, just to put it down and go, nah. You know, and... and um. And this man simply went and I asked this man for help and he said, well, I can only help you from steps two to 12. Straight away, I've had a touch, I ain't got to do step one. And he went to me, he said, step one is, is, is your own experiences. He said, I will show you what my experience was and I will show you where it is in our book. Yeah. He said, but you've got to use your experiences. And we opened that book up and we started to go through it and there was things coming out of that book that... I, I didn't understand and this man broke it down to me in a simple form that I just related to so much and it was like a bit of a tick box exercise yes that's me yeah. yes I've done that yeah. yes I, I've done this and um and, and I very quickly come to understand that you know I am powerless over a drink and a drug yeah. you know yeah. it tells me once I put that that first of anything in Sets off that phenomenon of craving. Yeah. My mind's already bought the thought into play that I'm going to have one, believe the lie that it's going to be different. Yeah. yeah. And then my obsession really kicks in because that gets hold of me and it's not a case of if it's when I stop. Yeah. You know, and um, and then to top it all off, he throws in that I've got a fucking spiritual malady as well, you know. And uh, I was like, fucking slow down a bit. <laughs> and, um, you know, and, and he just, he, he simplified that as well. It was like, the, you know, that void. It, I've heard, there's a close friend of mine that shares it and my sponsor said it's like that hole in the donut you know yeah. 
I have to fill that hole, you know, and, and I suppress everything I do with a drink and a drug, but now I have to do it in that thing, because, uh, in, in a spiritual way, because, because I've become maladjusted, mm. right? So my drinking and using this, this seems the only normal life to me, and, um, and I embark on doing these steps, do you know what I mean? And, and you know, when I when I shared right at the beginning, I looked at them steps, yeah, I'm not doing step four, you can even forget that one. Step step nine's definitely not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll do this. And my sponsor simply said to me, he went he said, uh, he said, That's fine, if you wanna do it like that, you do it like that. He said, But like, you know, that's not the way I do it, you know. And and you've asked me for a bit of help and and I forgot this, right? This is our this is our egotistical, right? And it, and, and I needed my ego and my pride smashed at this point, you know. I lived about 25, 30 miles from this man. And it was, uh, he went to me, be at mine far past 10 on a Sunday morning in, in East London from this village I live in, in Essex. And I'm like, right, okay. So how do you expect me to get there? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I said, I don't drive. It's a bit much. Come on, like, do you know what I mean? Can, can we work something out? And uh, even I'll tell you what I'll do. He said, I'll get a case of beer. And an eight ball when I fucking walk, <laughs> and and I realised very quickly yeah. that I have to go to any lengths, yeah. yeah. And um, and I did, and, and and I went down there. When he asked me to do, he give me a bit of work. I would always go to him. What's next? Mm -hmm. What's next? You know. And steps one to three, you know, was an admission of me becoming honest, yeah. Um, making a decision. And I got told I didn't have to make any big decisions, and when I got to step three, I had to make a decision you know, to turn my will and my life over to something that, you know, today that I have grown to have more faith in yeah. than anything else, yeah. you know. And um, and then I do steps four to nine, which are, which are known as an house clearing, right? Mm. So I look at myself in four, right? But at this point, I don't realise I'm looking at myself because my sponsor says to me, just put down the name of the person who you resent and how it affects in you. So there's a, there's a touch of, they're a prick, they're an arsehole, she's done this, he's done that. Um, poor me, it's affected me like this. Poor me, it's affected me like that. And then I sit down with him in step five and he says, Look, what's your part in it? And I start to see where I play a part in this, yeah. in this, in this, in the life of, of many others, but more importantly, in, in my own life and what I do and the way I act, you know, how I can be controlling, manipulative, you know, bullying, emotionally, mentally, physically. Yeah. I forget all of that stuff, yeah. you know. You know, I shared when I walk over with my kids and my missus to get out, to yeah. go and score. And um, I quickly start to see who I am. And, uh, you know, don't paint a pretty picture. And, 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 my, and my sponsor simply said to me, he said, like, he said, listen, he said, you've been sick. Yeah. He said, and, and this is what we do, you know, in order to, 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 to not get over it. Because... Um, What's the word? You know, they talk about recovered and you've got the word recovery. Now, I don't announce myself as recovered, but I have. Yeah. I have recovered from the hopeless state of mind and body today. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I know I have. And I believe that and I don't say that in a notulent or an egotistical way. I know what I've done keeps me. However, it doesn't keep me there if I just rest on my laurels, which is what I've done a lot of in my life. You know, and then I get to steps 10 to 12 and I have to maintain it, right? So this is how I start to live my life now without a drink and a drug. And, um, you know, 
when I start to try and do stuff like that on a daily basis, you know, because uh, everyone I work with is an arsehole. <laughs> yeah, every person that I meet or, or, or my path cross, you know, I can be very judgmental, mm. you know, and I have to start trying to do the opposite to that stuff. And um, I'll very, very, no, I wouldn't say very quickly, but I very uh, prominently came to understand that, do you know what, I need to change. Mm. And my sponsor said to me at one point, right at the beginning, there's only one thing you need to change. And again, you know, in my delusional state, I thought of it the jackpot, and uh, he said, it's everything. Mm. You know, and I have to change everything. And there's a beautiful part in the back of the book that I work from that talks about a spiritual experience. Yeah, and um, there's a couple of crazy alcoholics called Joe and Charlie that do this wonderful book study, and um, and I and I've done this this bit of work on on the um, on the uh, apps and that, mm. and uh, there's a bit where they talk about this page in a bit, and it talks about the word change just in this page in a bit. I think it's nine or ten times, and 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 it's prominent that then I have to change, right? So. Um, I start to, uh, things start to happen, right, without me realising that they're happening, right, and there's a part as well where it talks about um, everyone else sees the change in you before you yeah. yourself see it in yourself, and uh, and I have to start, I have to start believing that something's working, you know, come on, let's, let's get it right, I come to believe in two, and I made a decision and three, so something good is working in my life, and I said to my sponsor, what do I do? You know, and um, he said, listen, you know, one one bit of advice I give you is whatever you do, just keep believing, being in your truth, believing in yourself, yeah, and never get comfortable, mm. yeah, because when I'm comfortable, yeah, it's like that comfort blanket as a kid, when I get comfortable, my, um, I don't grow, yeah, I just suppress, mm. yeah, and I go back to a place where I, I look for something to change the way that I feel, right? And then when I when I come out of that and I start to grow, it's because I'm not in my comfort zone, yeah. right? And he smashed that into me early doors, my sponsor, you know, really smashed it into me. And um, and as a result of that, I sit where I sit today because I've, I've continued to do it. Mm. Listen, I ain't fucking perfect, and I haven't got to where I am today without making a fucking shit ton of mistakes. Mm. Yeah, really haven't, you know, and, and then mistakes can come in the form of anything. However, I was willing to remain teachable. Yeah, I was willing to learn through the mistakes that I've made. Yeah, I was willing to grow through that the mistakes made. You know, through that pain. You know, I I've had stuff go on in my sobriety that um when I look back on it, I, I wouldn't have even given it a second thought about drinking and using on it. Yeah. Do, you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And and I've had certain stuff go on for me that that's really sort of tested me to a point where, you know what, my faith is strong. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I revert to this, yeah, because I'm a complete atheist before walking here. Yeah. Yeah. When I got asked about do you believe in God, I said he wears number ten and plays up front for West Ham. <laughs> you know, at that time was Paolo Di Canio. <laughs> you know, and and I and I I believe my versions of God came in other forms, right? But human form, mm. and um, anyhow, 
that faith has kept me in good stead, you know. This this year, right, and I'm sitting here and I'm doing this this podcast on the 27th of December, mm. right, so we're approaching the end of the year, mm. right. The start of this year, I went into this year with, with some objectives, with some goals, yeah. right, and to hit these goals, I've got to get off my arse and put a bit of action in around it. You know, and I, and I was fortunate. I turned five years clean and sober in March. Another one was I passed my driving test in March. Right. I had my second granddaughter was born in June. I, I had my fourth child was born in, in September. I passed my level two MVQ diploma in mechanical pipe fitting and a trade that I've chosen. That's just happened this year. And, and, and you know, and that's a life beyond my wildest dreams. And um, I had a photo done on Christmas Eve and, and um, it was me sat with my two granddaughters and my, my little girl and, and all my children you know and I, and I haven't had that for a long long time yeah and uh, that's what this stuff gives me back gives me back that opportunity to be present and a part of their life today you know and um, and, 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 and you know it works if you work it you know um, feel like I'm going off on a tangent and going to waffle a bit but listen that's that's just this year, yeah, and it. I don't take any of that stuff for granted today, yeah. I don't put that stuff on a pedestal because that stuff will not keep me clean and sober. It gives me purpose today, but it will not keep me clean and sober. The fundamentals are is, you know, and if if you anyone that's listening to this, if you knew about, you've been around for a few years, you know. What I did was I I I just I was I'd done what was asked of me. And I tried to continue to do it. And, and listen, and there was plenty of fucking days that I couldn't do it. Mm. Yeah. But I didn't give up hope. Yeah. And I always, always kept pushing myself, you know. And um, and there was times when I couldn't push myself. And I had people like the man who sat opposite me that helped me push me. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I've had plenty of other people in, in these rooms that I've met that have pushed me along the way. And, and I've made so many friends like you wouldn't believe that I never thought I'd make that have all helped me along this journey you know but ultimately I'm the one that has to get off my arse and put that action in because if I don't sit there and tell something I've got some, someone I've got something going on how, the, how am I going to address that situation you know and, and sometimes I don't have to because that's that's, that's that's the quality in the circle of friends that I have because they see it you know so um, yeah listen if you knew about get in just listen to the similarities, not the differences, because there was plenty of times I haven't drunk like this, I haven't used like that, that 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 led me to believe that I weren't like that, you know. And um, that was that was that first meeting to that seven year that gap. That was my differences, yeah. you know. And today I get similarities. I get so much off of that new that person that's a day through the door. The reason I still go to meetings, I need to know how bad it is out there. Yeah. yeah. And I need to hear the old timers of where I can go, you know. And that's not to look to the future, but how I get through the stuff that I get through today, you know. And um, my life today, as a result of doing this, is 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 a million miles from where it could ever be. You know, listen, I've got fucking stuff going on in my life, which, you know, is again this big change, and um, you know, it's outside my comfort zone. But I know. And I know that I've got faith that everything will work out because it's not my plan, it's God's. You know, and, and, and if I just continue trying to do that next right thing, 
eventually it'll, pull, it'll fall into place. So, uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to everyone. <laughs> I'm going to leave it there, but God bless you, mate. Thank God you. God bless you. No, it was absolutely perfect. I'm, I've got such a lot of love for you. I yeah. really have. I'm, oh, mate, the things that you've done for me, you know, I, I share about it in every single chair that I do. I share about when I got to a year clean and sober and my thinking yeah. was turning on me again and I come and see you and you asked me where I was in my amends and I was, yeah, yeah, I've done all Bob. And Bob, come on, mate. And I had, I had one to do that I hadn't done and then I come back to you and you said to me, where are you with your amends? And I said, I'm done, Paul. And you said something that broke me in half. You just said, what about you? Yeah. And, mate, I cried my eyes out, you know, and you explained to me that I caused carnage in the life of other people, but all the negative, it's like the readings in the room, all the negative and unloving things I felt about myself, you know, and, and mm. you gave me a suggestion, which was to go and write a letter of amends to my inner yeah. child, and and since I did that, you know, my life changed, and I will forever be grateful to yeah. you for yeah. for what you do for me, but also, like, for what you do for everyone in these rooms, and, that, yeah. and that's what we do, isn't it? We help yeah. each other, and I was always, I thought I was the only one suffering, and, and I thought I was the only fucking one going through all of that stuff. And then you come into these rooms and you realise yeah. that we're, we're a distinct entity, aren't we? And yeah. I could relate so much to the, the powerlessness as well. You know, no human power will keep me clean and sober. And it was always, I'll have my boy and then I'll stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I'll have my second boy and I'll definitely stop there. Yeah. And, it, and, you know, nothing could, nothing could keep me clean and sober. And I did all the fucking... All the rest of it, hypnotherapy, therapist, <laughs> self help books, gym, you know, yeah. and it, nothing worked. And like you, like you said, it's it wasn't that I couldn't stop, I could stop, I couldn't stay stopped. Yeah. Do you know, and I couldn't ever get any consistency, but yeah. working the 12 steps, you know, fearlessly and thoroughly, because I was in and out like you, I was in and out for 15 years. I, mm. I think I came to my first meeting at 24, yeah. they showed me a book that talked about God, and I went, oh, fuck off. Do you know, what I mean? how's that going to help? I'm from Canada, <laughs> you know, I, yeah, want, no. I need fucking an injection or something that's going to stop me drinking mm. and using and it took me a long, long time to have, like you said, that internal snap and yeah. love what you said about divine intervention, you've got goosebumps when you spoke yeah. about that moment in the car when you're yeah. having these thoughts and suddenly this man rings you, yeah. you know, that God moment and... And again, the lengths that other people will go to help us. Do you know what I mean? This geezer's yeah. turned up off of uh, taking time out of his day to go and help someone else and, and saved your life, really. And, yeah. and, that, and that's what we do for each other. Yeah. And, um, yeah, turning up at a meeting for the first time. You know, what would you say to anyone who's umming and ahhing on it, might be listening to this at fucking four in the morning and thinking, shall I go to one of these meetings or not? What advice would you give to them people? The advice that I would give to anyone that's thinking that is just, just do it. Mm. Go with your gut, right? Because you've got to understand one thing that I, I was very quick to understand once I started this was if I listen to my head, yeah, because yeah, that's where my illness centers. When I listen to my head, it's going to tell me lies. Because yeah. this is the same head that tells me it's a good idea and I'll score a bit of fucking gear, yeah. go and pick a bottle up, mm. you know, and I, I have to go with that intention of what my heart and what my gut says. So if you are listening to this at four o'clock in the morning <laughs> or whenever time you're missing to it, get up and go, what have you got to lose? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You've got nothing to lose whatsoever mm. and you've got so much to gain. I liked um, 
you know, it's, it's, I think it's important for people to be prepared for when they walk in and these people start cuddling you. Yeah. When I first walked in, I'm broken and these people yeah. cuddling me. I think, you fucking get off. Do you know what, <laughs> what are you doing? Can we have your number? What do you want my number for? Yeah. Is that what, what do you want out of me? They yeah. don't want nothing. No. They just want to help you. Yeah, just help. You know, like the idea that my self-esteem now comes from helping other people. You know, yeah. I was always looking for self-esteem. If I get the trainers, <coughs> if I get that bird, if I get that ass, if yeah. I get that job, I'm going to be happy. And it was never enough. You spoke about it, the hole yeah. in the soul. And yeah. today, just by helping other people, I, I feel fucking, mate, a million dollars. When you yeah. start seeing other people getting well. and mate, It's the best feeling ever. Yeah. It really is. And, you know, and I didn't touch on that. And I just, you know, my, my sponsor said to me, service is key. Yeah. You know, he told me to have one commitment. Uh, find a group that I like have one commitment keep it and do it well yeah. and that's what I do today I, I, have a, uh, I have a commitment a home group yeah. but you know I get out to lots of different other meetings and I never go to the same meeting in a month I like that because I keep my recovery fresh oh, I like that a lot yeah, yeah. And, and I get out and I do that I'm, I'm, I'm meeting up with a, a, a fellow a sponsee tonight mm. we're, going, we're going over to North London do you know what I mean yeah. we're going to one of the worst places in North London I can't stand it in Tottenham but <laughs> It is what it is, you know what I mean? <laughs> it is what it is. But, but you know, I, I do that cause it, because I'm outside my comfort zone. Yeah. And that's where I grow, yeah. you know. And, um, and, and and what I've got to remember is I ain't going to that meeting for myself. I'm fundamentally going there to, to help that still suffering alcoholic and addict because that's what Step 12 tells me. Yeah. I love what you said about the newcomer as well. They're the most important person at the yeah. meeting, aren't they? Do you know? Because I, I need to be reminded of, of where, I, where I was. Yeah. Like, uh, I was at a meeting yesterday and Something else you said as well is that, you know, and I heard it a couple of times yesterday, and it's a reminder for me, is that I need to sit in my feelings. Yeah. Because I didn't understand what I was doing. I was doing it to change the way I felt. I mm. didn't. I just thought I was going to get a bit of gear because I wanted to go and get a bit of gear. I didn't yeah. realise that I'm doing it because I can't cope with how I feel. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But today I'm able to do that, you know, and it's an absolutely beautiful life, isn't it? A beautiful life. What would you say, like, was... Um, your favourite step, if you could call it that, uh, or the step that, that empowered you the most? Right, so when I first came in, probably the step that empowered me the most was step five. Yeah. Right, you know, sharing all that stuff that I had with another human being and that. And as I've gone on, you know, step six and seven. Yeah. Yeah, step six and seven, right in the middle, it's the engine room. <laughs> right, it, it's. It's my defects, but it's letting them go, you know. And I got asked, yeah, when I had my defects, was I willing to let them go? And when I talk about that comfort blanket, I cling to that stuff because that's my survival mechanism out in that fucking yeah. wide world. Yeah. I survive on that stuff. Mm. So for me, I love all the steps because they were doing all the for a reason. Yeah. But step five when I came in, and today I'm constantly living in 10, uh, 10 11, and 12. That doesn't go without me looking at everything else, but especially six and seven. It's right in the middle. It's what makes it turns the cogs for me. Mm. You know, my defects of character, yeah, don't define who I am, but they can if I allow them to. <laughs> right, and I need to, and I need to look at where I'm willing to let them go because it's easy for me to go, yeah, I've let that go. Yeah. But have I really let that go? Do you know what I mean? I have to be willing to work, and that's how I grow. Yeah. You know, and that comes about just learning, you know, what, what life gives us. But six and seven for me today. Are the, are the I love that. They're common forgotten steps, don't yeah. they? But they are key. I like what you um, what you said about step four as well and not being honest. 
Because mm. I came in and, and there was a beautiful man who introduced me to his family. We ate dinner together. Yeah. He taught me how to pray and meditate. Mm. And I'm thinking, like, I'm going to open one eye and he's going to be there doing the wanker sign, yeah. you know, because of prayer and meditation. <laughs> but he asked me to do a step four and I, and, I, and I cling to this stuff that's really embarrassing and I'm not going to tell anyone wow. about it. I'm not honest with the geezer. I, I go out and I use and I think this program shit, it don't work. Yeah. But when I came in this time, and I've done that step five, four and five of my sponsor. We did it over Hadley Castle, just yeah. a beautiful view. And I knew, I knew from that moment that Saint had changed in me. You know, like I come mm. home, my mum always used to say to me, are, are you done now? And I used to say, I'll never say never. Yeah. You know I mean, preparing her for the worst. I come home that day, I said, mum, fucking, I'm never doing that again. You know, Saint yeah. changed in me. Yeah. And I love what he said about uh, my character defects as well. Like that man, he just lovingly showed me mine. You know, because yeah. I'd go, I've been a bit jealous now. I've been a bit insecure. And he'd go, Bob, do you think you've been a little bit arrogant? I'd yeah. go, yeah, yeah, a bit arrogant. Next yeah. one. Jealous, insecure, Bob, do you think you've been a bit arrogant? But if I'm yeah. armed with the facts, I yeah. can't then deny them. Do you know what I mean? No. So when I'm being insecure, I see it. If I'm being jealous, I see it. And, yeah. you know, if, if I'm expecting the world to change, I'm fucking trouble, aren't I? But yeah. I, can, I can change me. I can change the way I react to things, course, you know? Yeah. And, yeah, I love what we've got, and, and mate, I just want to say a massive thank you because I, I tore getting a bit emotional. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I'd, I'd be sat here for one of you, you know, and um, yeah, just if you're listening, if you're struggling, please, please, please find yourself a meeting and, and, and have the faith and the courage to walk in there. You will be treated with love, but would you do me a favour, Paul, lead us out in the usual way? Of course I would, yeah. I mean, when I got asked this, this at the beginning, um, God, it's a God of my understanding, yeah. what I believe in, and today I choose to call it God. And, and I'll break that down quickly from the lab. Yeah, of course. Yeah, when I come in, I had the gift of desperation, it spells God down the page. Yeah. And then when I start to do this stuff, I get good orderly direction, which spells God down the page. Uh, don't forget the ego, because he's trying to edge God out. You know, <laughs> so it's just as simple as this. Do you know what I mean? If if, if you help me close it in the usual way, mm. God. God. To accept the things we cannot change, the courage to change the things we can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. Lovely. Thank you. We may refer to the source by different names God, a higher power, the Holy Spirit, or perhaps the cosmos. This source is the entire universe, the unified field. Just received an update. Just received an update. And further details of this continuing story.